Sit With Us acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land this podcast is recorded on. We also pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Sit With Us, the podcast. I'm Ella. And I'm Dom. And this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships, reality TV, pop culture, and everything in between. Coming up on this episode. When I'm around masculine men, I'm like, all right. And I'm very like assertive and I know who I am and I know what I want. It came to a point where it affected me so much that I would go completely silent. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Sit With Us. This week's guest, babe. This week's guest. So, uh, obviously, Love Triangle is currently airing. We are almost hitting halfway through. We're in the thick of it, babe. Yeah, we're in the thick of it. Like, shit's about to go down. And I'm into it, I tell you what. Yeah, it's juicy as. Like, this season is juicy. Juicy. If you guys haven't been watching yet, you haven't got onto your stand yet, go and get your free trial. Do whatever you got to do to start watching this because mm-hmm. if you are in need of watching a new reality TV fucking explosive show, this is the show for you guys, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So today we have got Jacinta who is from Love Triangle Season 2. She identifies as pansexual in this season, which for us – Look, it started a lot of conversations. Big time. A lot. And I'm sure for the viewers, the audience, there's a few things that, you know, when it comes to her sexuality, it's a bit, oh, I feel uneducated. You know, I feel a bit, wait, what is that? You know, it's. I can definitely say I went into this chat, um, you know, not knowing a lot of things and I've I've definitely been educated today mm. and I'm really excited for you guys to hear what Jacinta has to say and, you know, watching Love Triangle and seeing someone who identifies as pansexual, it's mm. really opened up this conversation mm. and it allows us to be, you know, educated and I think it's a great thing mm. that Love Triangle's done. Yeah. Having someone who identifies as a different sexuality, yeah. it's amazing. It is amazing. And what I also love about this chat is the fact that, Dom and I came into this conversation not knowing a lot about, let's say, the word labels. Yes. We, 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 like, we hadn't heard of great sexual before or intersexual. Asexual, Ace, didn't know what that meant. We, we didn't necessarily know what some of these things mean. And yeah. it really is very eye-opening the way that Jacinta articulates herself. And I think she, she's, she's very good. She's a great advocate um, of the LGBTQIA plus community and the way that she articulates herself and and, you know, she said beautifully that it's not like she walks around with a label on her yeah. on her shirt. And it's so true. And it's like I wish that it, we didn't have to call it a label. But yeah. I think for us to get across what we're trying to say, it's a lot easier for us to just articulate it and say that it is a label. But yeah. what my hope is that one day it's not going to be a label. Yeah. It's just fluid. It's yeah. just it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but Without going on and talking for yeah. the next fucking 20 minutes, yeah. rambling on. Let's, let's, get, let's get straight into it. Let's get into the chat, guys. Enjoy and let us know your thoughts at the end of it. All right. Well, guys, we have our very first Love Triangle guest with us today and it is Jacinta, otherwise known as Jay as well. Yeah, what would you prefer? Well, now that everyone knows that I'm Jacinta, we can go by Jacinta, hey. True. Is, was that a decision <laughs> by you or was it made by the show to call you Jay? I decided to 
start with the name Jay because I thought it would make it less obvious to who I am and how I portray. Mm, and if okay. I went by Jay, it could be anybody. Mm, interesting. I like that. And so I just want to, for those who are listening, if you guys aren't or haven't tuned into Love Triangle, Jacinta is from season two, which is currently airing on Stan. And she is one of the six original singles who got matched with two other people. Mm. And then... She basically picks one. People, yes. (laughs) Picks one, moves in, and fuck, then it kind of turns into a bit of a shit show. Yeah, I mean, I've been thoroughly enjoying watching uh, your journey so far. Um, It's been Mm. very entertaining. I think this season they've thrown a few spanners in the works. I feel yeah. like there's a few hammers in there too. It's the shit's just been going all over the place, really. Yeah. But I've, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I love a bit of chaotic reality TV. I yeah. mean, who doesn't? Let's be honest. Um, how does it feel seeing yourself on a reality TV show? Like turning on the TV and being like, "Oh, wow, that's me." Oh, you know what? It was a bit weird at first. Mm. I was looking at it. and I'm like that's me. I'm right here. I'm like literally looking at myself. And then I started to judge myself like, Oh, Oh God, do I, do I really look like that? Do I really talk like that? And then after a while I was like, Oh yeah, you go girl. (laughs) It is, isn't it? And it is. What's great about this is, you know, Dom and I have been in your exact shoes when we Mm. filmed maths and like the anxiety and just waiting for it to go live and knowing how much time has passed as well. Like how much, how long has it been since you guys actually wrapped? It's been a few months now. Hey, yeah. it, time really progresses fast when, when, you know, everything is happening, happening so rapidly. Mm. And then you have that period of just waiting yeah. and it feels like forever. Yeah. But then when yeah. it happens and when the episodes come out, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. It's bam. a limbo period. And then you kind of mm. are thrust into it. And then each week you're reliving all yeah. of those emotions again. But it is exciting yeah. because you get to, you know, even though if there are some things that were hectic or emotional, you get to relive the good parts as well. Right. Mm. So obviously you were really excited to go on love triangle but how (laughs) how was your family and friends reaction because I mean it's it can be confronting knowing that you're gonna your loved one is gonna be on a tv show and it's you never know how you're Mm. gonna come off right you know I I didn't tell anyone I didn't tell a single soul I was just like let them find out for themselves uh, and they, wow. you know, I couldn't have done one that. person I found know. out and then word travelled. Oh, okay. But everybody has always, you know, been really um, comforting and supportive about everything that's been happening so far. So yeah. I haven't gotten any, any bad words. <laughs> but I've got a lot of uh, controversial opinions towards how they may perceive me on TV compared to how they know me in real life because yeah. you have to understand that TV only shows the smallest fraction of who you are. Mm, yeah. yeah, and we know that. And we know that. And yeah. I think at the end of the day, look, the viewers are always going to make opinions. They're, mm. they're watching it for entertainment. Um, it's a TV show. Mm. And I think yeah. that's a really big part of, you know, putting yourself out there. You need guts to do it. Oh, yeah. And a lot of confidence yeah. because yeah, – um, Knowing what's going to come at you, even if you are the loveliest angel person, mm-hmm. you could be Jesus and people are still going to talk shit about yeah. you. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, Here's the thing. I, I was about to say that. And, and this is what I had tell, told someone else um, in the show about, you know, how to react towards certain comments. It's like you've got a hundred 
beautiful, nice comments mm. about you. And then you have that one horrible comment. And what are you going to focus on for the rest of the day? That one horrible comment. Mm. So you have to remember that regardless of how lovely or how horrible you may be, mm. you're still going to get each side, yeah. different opinions regardless. Yeah. And you can't let that get to you. Totally. And I think people forget that as soon yeah. as you're thrust into this position, you know, in reality, like actual everyday today mm. life, not everyone's going to like you. And it's the exact same if you're, you know, put on a TV show and all these people online have mixed opinions. That's just how yeah. it is. Not everyone, you know, yeah. everyone's That's cup good. of tea. It's That's just fine. like a, mixed is, opinions are good. Yeah. It's just in my, in my eye. I feel like it's amplified like, Yes, in day-to-day life, not everyone's going to like us, but because we do put ourselves out there like going on a reality dating show, it's like times a million when you get the negative yeah, comments. You're you right. Know? Like, it's hard. I mean, I, I sometimes, if I see a shitty comment, I'm like, fuck, that actually sucks. And it does sometimes stay with me. Oh, it does, definitely. And if you're having a bad day, sometimes that oh, one comment out of, you over. You know, it just is like, oh, fuck, shit, maybe my teeth really are fucked and I really do need to fix them. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm no, like, nah. Yeah. Nah. It comes in waves. You just laugh it off, yeah. honestly. Half of the comments are, I just laugh it off. Yeah. Like, all right. And so <laughs> when Love Triangle came about, tell us, did you get scouted or did you apply for it? They came to me. They did. They had come to me. Um, at first, I got a call. I was like, who's this? Oh, wow. What do you want? Wow. <laughs> um, How did they get your number? But- yeah. <laughs> How do they even find it? It started with socials and then it escalated oh, to my okay. number. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had a quick chat on the phone um, with one of the lovely producers mm. who I had from the beginning to the end. And oh my God, they were absolutely adorable. I mm. loved them so much. And uh, we formed a really good connection at the end. But yeah, they came to me, they scouted me. And, and at first I was like, oh, Really? But then I was like, I have nothing else to do right now. Mm. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, so why not? What, what's, what do you, what's there to lose, really? I think what's there to lose? Really, if you're single and you are open to everything, mm. going mm. on a reality TV show, it's what you make it, really, yeah. at the end of the day. So exactly. I think it's very courageous. It's and- funny. It's funny when people say, though, like, what have you got to lose? I mean, some people lose everything going on reality TV. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but, like, like so- right, sometimes it's rightfully well, so, though, at the end in, of the day, isn't well, it? Well, yes, in saying that, but yes. But there's always something to gain, though. Yeah, I think so. But, like, you think about the people that go on and, like, you know, got nothing to lose and they come off and their whole life is just fucking a shit show. Well, I think if you go in being, like, I've got nothing to lose, I'm just going to... Be, be a complete shit cunt. Oh, well, yeah, that. You yeah. know, well, then I think the world's going to see that yeah. and it's not going to be too great for you, uh, you know? Uh, yeah. there, there's some boundaries, yes. okay? I mean, you know? with anything that is big, big there is risk, you yes. know? And you have to think at the end of the day, is the risk worth it? Mm-hmm. And were you excited? Was it like a straightaway yes? Were you really excited? Did you, like, have to think about it? I... I have this habit of not trying to get overly enthusiastic or excited about things because in the past, every time I'm excited about something, it never happens. Mm. So I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, all right, give it a go. Next thing you know, I'm all all the way in Sydney doing the Mm. casting and then there I am on the show looking at myself. So, you know, it kind of worked out for the best because I got to experience so many different emotions and feelings in such a short amount of time. And it really tested me and it really challenged me to be a better version of myself than when I had begun when I came onto the show. The thing I love about Love Triangle and that they do a lot differently than other reality TV shows is that it is a bit more, I guess, 
dynamic and mm. different to, you know, a lot of mainstream shows we see on. And you are a pansexual cast member. Did that add any nerves or pressure because of your sexuality? Like was that ever part of, I guess, maybe reasoning of, oh, yeah, should I do this, should I not do this? Mm. Um you know, were you ever worried about how you would be perceived? Okay, I wasn't necessarily worried about how I would be perceived. I was more careful about what to say and how to say it because you mm. have to understand that I am advocating for so many other people yeah. mm. who don't have who don't have the voice to speak, mm. and it's a very sensitive topic. Mm. And it can be different. It, it different differentiates between different people. Mm. Um, so, yes, I I am proud to be who I am, but I was also very very cautious of what I said and how I said it. Okay, mm. and and why so? Just because of the judgment, or because you Not feel like so you're an advocate more than anything? Well. I don't believe that I'm an advocate, but I do believe that I am advocating and speaking for Mm. others. And if I'm necessarily defining myself and my sexuality and those terminologies, they speak for other people as well. Mm. And I need to make sure that they are correct. And I don't say miss any, miss any misinformation Mm. that might be at harm for other people. Yeah. In terms of sexuality, for you as a pansexual, is it very fluent in the fact that it does change as you change as a person? Mm. Because I feel like as an outsider, as a straight woman, I look at pansexuality and think, okay, it's quite fluid. It will Mm. change like with how that person in whatever social situation they could be in or Mm. what age they are or what, you know. So Yes, that's that's very true. Was that that part of, I guess, going into this, did you think, okay, I could be stitched up here and be given to women or I could be given to men? I definitely had a feeling Mm. that I would be matched with a man and a woman. Yeah. However, pansexuality isn't just defined between men and women. Mm. It yeah. can be anyone in between. Mm. It's just humans, regardless yeah. of yeah. gender. Well, we we and we definitely want to get to the labels and yes. what everything means yeah. because I think as two sing uh, sorry not single we ain't as single two, sorry as straight <laughs> fuck, I'm getting confused with the fucking labels. Jesus Christ. As I know it can two, be a little bit too you know much straight females. It. I'm like oh my god, there's so many labels and so yeah. many words. And I'm like oh my god. So that's that was one thing that we definitely we'll wanted get to. to get yeah. to. Um, but yeah. yeah, so you've you are matched with two cast members, uh, yeah. Nemo and Cherie. What were your first yes. impressions? Feelings, thoughts, you know, living with Nemo starting out, you know, you guys seemed very comfortable Mm. quite quickly. And your first date was a vibe. Like the first date was really cute. Oh, my God, I love the first date. And his poem, though, like how was the scene when he pulls out the poem and the music and it like went to the other people? Oh, that was my (laughs) favourite part, honestly, the poem. And I didn't realise how good the poem was going to be. Yeah. You know, he's actually a very intelligent man. Yeah, yeah. I was (laughs) like very impressed by that whole that whole date but yeah you guys hit yeah. it off at the at the start straight away and I want to know as well because I'm just remembering with maths like you know with alcohol I feel like I could tell that you guys may have had a few drinks as well it was I? a bit litty. I had one yeah. too many drinks <laughs> wait they let you drink more on this show yeah oh <gasps> 
Oh, but it was my more. it was my fault. I had the nerves. I yeah. was so yeah, nervous. I, that's so you the couldn't thing. have told the like, nerves. And, and you know, yeah. and then when I saw Nima, I was like, oh the nerves are gone. I was just like, yeah, yeah. And the thing is we we had a date it went for like two or three hours. Yeah. Oh, we nice. spoke about so many things, you know. So you did um, genuinely like have a, a spark with yeah, him. Yeah. We did. We did. And we a relief. <laughs> yeah, oh, what, what a relief. relief. I know. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're walking down the aisle and he turns around and it's like, okay, fuck, okay. He's not not an ogre yeah um so when was the first time you opened up to nemo about your sexuality was it over text i can't remember off the top of my head no i didn't necessarily open up to him about my sexuality via text but i did give him hints as to why i was asking certain questions Mm, okay and i wanted him to meet me face to face before making any assumptions Mm. So when we did go on that date and I said, hey, I haven't met a guy in like four or five years, mm. you know, because I'm queer, um, oh. I, I needed to see how he would react in person okay. because, you know, obviously that plays a big part in my life. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And he was so, kind of, he was so fine about it. He was it. so understanding and just like, mm. cool. Like it was mm, very interesting cool. to watch because I think, you know, it is, I don't want to say it's a new thing because it's not like, obviously mm. this is part of humanity, right? Whatever. It's been going for however long but I think in modern dating and I I, I have been out of the modern dating for like a year and a bit now so I don't really know what it's like out there but I think in dating it can be a little bit stiff and some people like Mm. are judgmental and and Mm. you know automatically not give benefit of the doubt or not try things Mm. so it was very, you know, it, it was amazing to see that. And they got watch. lucky. Yeah, they got definitely. lucky. Like you got lucky with having him. an open mind person. Yeah. And really. him, him also like just kind of knowing a bit about it. Yeah. Like, I wonder with like the audition process if they actually asked him about that kind of well, stuff. Well, because he was unfazed about it really, wasn't yeah. he? He was like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, I like this chick. I'm vibing with her. Because well, he her sexually doesn't define her. Well, like he's like you know when we say what we want in someone surely there would have been a question about like would you be comfortable being with someone who is pansexual surely that's got to be in the questionnaire well, it wouldn't be specifically pansexual i think i think just uh, you know open to sexuality yeah. open to different sexuality yeah and he knew like he was with it with all the lingo and yeah. the wording and everything which mm. i mean was amazing cuz i'm not with it with the lingo well, same i'm it- listen a year ago i wasn't either yeah. like i didn't know anything about anything yeah. and then it just kind of all just came to me and i know it can be a little bit like full on it's just like label this label that label yeah. this label that but like once you kind of understand it, it you don't really have to define it anymore it's like i can say this you're like yep got it is it frustrating as a person who labels the word label i find it Mm. a bit weird but saying Mm. that you are a pansexual is it frustrating when you find yourself like say for instance when you've been dating in the past having to sit there and just explain yourself Mm. to people like does that get frustrating and also is it a little bit like has that happened to you in the past in in the heteronormative world yes um, that's why I've kind of just like put myself in a sustained community where it's just mm. mostly queer people because we all just kind of understand each other. Okay. But I feel like that limits me. So when I am talking to somebody who may not be, you know, aware of, of what that sexuality is, it can be a little frustrating having to explain it mm. all the time. But if someone is open-minded and willing to educate themselves, that's a step forward. Mm. Yeah. And so when you went on your date with Nemo and, you know, you said in the show that it was the first time you've been with a man, like, at all in four or five years, were you already feeling, I guess, even more nervous or, like, hesitant going into meeting a man? 
Yeah, I was nervous as and 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 hesitant, purely because I know, and I don't. I, I hate that I have to say this, but us women were expected to be submissive, mm. and are expected to cater to the man. And mm. you know, when I've dated people of the same gender or within the LGBTQIA plus community, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't exist. Mm. It's not a thing. You know, it's not who's the man and who's the woman. So it, yeah, wow. I felt like I kind of had to back down from that for a moment and, and, and realize who I am and why I am the way I like, it's, you know what I mean? Mm. You know how uh, there's that whole like feminine masculine energy. Mm. And I, I, I think I'm a pretty, my energy is pretty masculine when I'm around my girlfriends. Like, I feel like I kind of just take on like that alpha like I'll be the male for us tonight. Like I'll I think that's why everyone. we get on because we both give off that energy. Like, and it I'll can, take care of you. Don't worry. And it can be quite confronting to females, I think. And yeah. that's why I think I struggled in yeah. our environment when we did our mm. show. Mm. Um, and and just in general, in social situations, I think I give off that very, mm. you know, masculine, boisterous energy. With that whole feminine, masculine energy for you, you said that you like to be a dom. So. For me, when I'm around my partner who is a fucking alpha male, like he is as masculine as it fucking gets. He makes me feel like naturally, I don't know, between us, like somehow it's like I just get put back into my little femme box and I'm a little girl again. (laughs) So like for you, because you're like obviously a dom femme, when you're around masculine men, does it put you into like your feminine or do you stay? No. Yeah, right. Interesting. Wow. When I'm around masculine men, I'm like, all right. Interesting. Gotcha. Like I, I'm like, I'm very femme presenting. Mm. I'm, I'm very just like, you know, la-di-da-di-da. Mm. But I would never let anyone disrespect me or talk over me. I'm not saying that that is a part of the masculine mm. energy, but it can come into play. Yeah. And I'm very like assertive and I know who I am and yeah. I know what I want. I think that, that there's a bit of like, um, you know, people a bit miss informed they're thinking that like if there is that like masculine feminine you have to if you are a femme woman mm. you you have you have to be submissive like mm. there's no part of you that mm. likes taking control and having that kind mm. of it's a struggle when you start putting labels on things right it and is. you just expect yeah. Yeah. Oh, that she go you know she presents as a as a femme so she's she's probably just a pushover yeah um yeah. but when it comes to labels we're just going to mm. call them that for time being mm. You know, you've used language like intersexual, grey sexual, asexual, pansexual. There's so many words to describe different kinds of sexuality. And the first time that I had ever been working with a non-binary person was when I was working at a cafe and Mm. I fucked up a few times like with the with the pronouns yeah and I had a conversation Mm. with them and they just said, look, it's going to take some time and it's Mm. okay. And it's just being open and aware that okay, when I'm talking to this person, I I might slip up. You just have to show that you're actually making effort and not just being lazy and, you know, not making the effort. And so Exactly right. That that makes sense. I mean, till this day, I slip up. Yeah. I do slip up. And I'm yeah. still learning as well. Yeah. And it takes time. And, it, yeah, it's like, like you said, as long as you're trying, as long as you're being open-minded, that's all that matters. Yeah. If you can just give us a kind of brief understanding of 
what they all kind of mean. Asexual means that you just don't have any Sex sexual drive. interest. But oh. it, there could be aromantic, which means you're not interested romantically, but you could still, you know, want to be physical. But asexual means not having any physical you know wow whereas gray sexual means that only sometimes if the feeling's right and it, it again it's also an wow that's can come into so many ways okay and so do you um it's, so, it's complicated is that how you would label yourself as a gray sexual as well as pansexual yes i'm pansexual as well as gray sexual so i i can't be physically intimate all the time and it only comes in bursts but when it does it does you know (laughs) wow okay that's interesting and so would you like in in the past and with your past partners is that something that Mm. you have to be pretty open with them about early on because I feel like if if intimacy and that physical kind Mm. of intimacy is important to the other person Mm. would that make it hard and has that come into play in your past relationships yeah, I, th- I think it's important to communicate that um, when you first get to know somebody. My last relationship, which was with a woman, we were both A-grey sexuals. Oh, wow. So we would spend so much time together, but when it came to the bedroom, we just weren't interested. It didn't mean that we weren't into each other. It didn't mean that we weren't attracted to each other. We were. It's just that it just didn't manoeuvre for us. I, mm. I don't know how to explain it. It's still something I'm learning. I'm very new to it. Yeah, right. But also understand that I don't walk around with labels. Yeah, yeah. Of, of like, course. I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, it yeah. it was just exaggerated a lot throughout the show because it that that's who they wanted to base my personality yeah, on, which is a part of me, but a very, very small part of me. I'm yeah. so much more than Of that. course. And, you know, I think people who watch a lot of reality TV also at the end of the day will understand that it's a TV show and so they have to kind of, I guess, make it a bit more obvious, Mm. you know, and because I guess – it's, it's not that you've been stereotyped, but that is your character in the show. Mm. And, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's amazing yeah. that someone part of the queer community has a voice as loud as you do in your season. I think it's mm. incredible. Um, and having a partner like Nemo that you've been matched with that is so mm. accommodating and just so open to it, open all. To it all is yeah. really beautiful to see. I think mm. it's a great. They did um, a very good fucking job. Oh yeah, they, they, they did, did a very good job. <laughs> and so you you've moved in with Nemo. So what? You had your first date, and then did you have to wait twenty four hours to then move in? Yeah, oh. we had to wait a couple days, but you know what? I know Nemo tried to sneaky, like he tried to call me, give me a buzz while oh. we we're waiting. <laughs> like, hey, girl. <laughs> and I, I was cheeky, like, cheeky. I don't think we're allowed to talk oh. right now. <laughs> But that's fun. I feel like it when was. you do meet someone on these kind of experiences, like it's hard when yeah. you've had a great date and then you've got to wait a few days to even have that yeah. conversation yeah. again. That would be weird because you want to message though. the person at the end of the night being like, I had such a great time, can't yeah. wait to see you again or let's yeah. catch up for coffee or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you move in and you've, you, you go, you've had your ups and downs, let's yeah. be honest, but that's like any relationship. Oh, yes. And they, they, they cut out a lot of, we had a lot of fights. Oh, really? A lot of fights. But it was, I, it wasn't fighting as though we hated, I think it was just because we had such intense personalities yeah. and emotions yeah, for and each emotions. other at that time. And you were, you were really into each other and I think that means emotions are heightened and mm, you yeah. care about each other yeah. More than anything, really. Yeah, because everything's times 10 when yes. you're in this exactly. environment too. Yeah. And so you guys so. were sharing a bed, you were getting cosy, you enjoyed yeah. that part of living together? <laughs> 
Because I was like, yeah, yeah no. totally. But no, like, uh, it did come naturally. Yeah. Like, everything that we had spoken about on camera was true. Mm. Uh, it was natural. We felt comfortable with each other. Like, it, we already Love formed that. a really strong relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like, they yeah, looked it. Like, it looked yeah. real and, like, fully. Like, the second day I was out, no makeup on, messy hair. Love like, that. hey. <laughs> Love that. And that's yeah. what you got to be. That's real. Yeah, My exactly. God. And so let's talk about uh, Cherie. So obviously you've moved in with Nemo and you guys, I mean, you had more fights than we we, we got to yeah. see on TV. So many. <laughs> so you were kind of like obviously going to Love Triangle. You know that there's a twist. You know that like your second match is going to appear at some stage. Mm. And mm. at that dinner party, so Cherie texted you, you guys were at the couple's party and you looked rather happy. You were like stoked that her name popped up. Why were you so happy? Yeah, Honestly, it was a surprise that I got the text message and I was a little over the moon. Uh, I can't really say why. Maybe you'll find out later in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a reason as to why I reacted. Yeah. because t- And I do genuinely take accountability for my reaction. However, I can't help it. I couldn't help it. I was, you know, yeah. yeah, everyone's in the same room. Everyone's reading the text out loud. It's not like I could have just walked off and read it in my own personal time, yeah. you know? Yeah, everybody, I mean, that whole night, everybody was like, oh, shit. It's such an yeah. interesting dynamic, hey? Like, it's just randomly get a text message, oh, shit. Like, yeah, so oh, my God. <laughs> so you, when you're at these couples parties, I imagine they're pretty similar to maths. You know, mm. everyone's kind of chatting, catching up. There's cameras everywhere. You are drinking. And, I mean, we know that there's only a tiny bit that actually makes it to air. Yeah. Like we would have yeah. missed and that's why I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. Like yeah. I have FOMO because I'm like. Fly on the wall kind yeah, of stuff. Like yeah, like I wish that we could see so much more. Oh, if you had seen everything that was going down, like for an instance with me, I was invested in a lot of drama that was happening. Really? Like I I was in it, but I they made me seem or perceived me. And it is true. I am a version of this, but like very calm and yeah. just, you know, just me and Nemo, not associating with anything else. Mm. That wasn't the case. And so <laughs> I wasn't involved in a lot of drama. The drama that did go down at the first couple's dinner party was when Al came up to you and said, you have a very beautiful smile um, yeah. and that whole thing. So because I've kind of heard that maybe there was a bit more to it, what, what actually happened at that dinner party. And then mm. poor Jess, like I was really kind of feeling for her, you know. Who told her? Um, was it Lisa? And you? Yeah. Uh, was it you and yeah, Lisa? Yeah, so I went up to Lisa right. and asked for her opinion before I went up to Jess. Yeah. Because I already had gained a connection with Lisa at the beginning. That was the first That was the first couple's party. Yes, that was the first uh, one, right. So, yeah, what had happened was that I was going around trying to get to know each other, everyone, mm. and Al was at the bar and he had just got cut off uh, from drinking. Okay. So he was obviously, you know, intoxicated. Yeah. And I, Nemo and I were one of the last couples to get there. Oh. But they didn't present it that way. Doesn't matter. Right. And then, yeah, that conversation did happen. And, you know, I was really trying to push and cater to Jess. I'm yeah. like, you know, what do you think about Jess? Is that? And then he just kept throwing her off the side and just like, you know, really. So he was and really I, hitting on you. He said, he said that he was flirting with everyone. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't it, know. You, you take it as it, yeah. it seems. Uh, and you know really. what's interesting with Love Triangle in comparison to maths? I mean, because obviously maths, like, we're married to one, married to one person. Yeah. But on Love Triangle, like, 
in a way, it is really just like a group of singles because you're not, in a way, committed. You're not like committed. Married. You're not in a relationship, so, right? You've just yes, chosen this person yeah. via a text. So, and like, yes. You, I mean, there but is. You a, can't. I don't know if you're allowed to swap triangles. Yeah, like oh, it's, it's, how well, does that work? I mean, there's a lot of shapes that's been happening already that yeah. I can see, man. There's there's a shape <laughs> that looks like it's gone to fucking Dubai. Actually, there's yeah. a shape that's gone <laughs> completely. Uh, yeah, you know, that, that ain't no triangle. That's some kind of fucking. Exactly. Yeah, I know. It's, it is kind of a bit tricky to understand, like, yeah. what people the are real making their own rules. rules are with this yeah. style of show. But you know, the yeah. hope is that you just and that that really is the reality of dating as well. You know, when it we're is. on dating apps, you're not really solely focused on the one person that's in front of you. Like, you're seeing what else is out there, so you're not actually exactly. being present yeah. with something that you've been given. You're not really. It just goes it against shot. the whole it does. show, though. Yeah, that's why I was like, this is a little bit strange. Yeah, and especially because it was the first couples party. You yeah. just got to know Jess. Yeah. I know, and I it's know. like you can't blame the fact that you're lit either. I feel nah. like that's such a dumb excuse. Like, yeah. no, yeah. go away. Like, yeah. honestly. So with Cherie, she had said that she hadn't been in a relationship with a female or a woman before. Yes. So she said that she had been sexually involved with a woman mm. but she has never been romantically invested mm. like she hasn't ah, been in a relationship okay. with a woman as you said yeah and that did scare me yeah and it was true past on my base experiences and i didn't want to be the it was less about me and more worrying for her i i felt like if she hadn't been romantic with a woman and we're stuck mm. in a home living together for how many weeks? Mm. Like, and if she didn't feel it, it would make her really uncomfortable. I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable. There was a very different energy between mm. Nemo and I and Cherie and I. Mm. That's for sure. And and I felt like because we both have very feminine energy, mm. there was a lot more communicating and, and talking and feeling and emo- like all that emotional feeling that I was missing with Nemo, like it really came into play. Mm. Uh, so, yes, I, the, the teaser I can say is that we, we did have a lot more time together going out and doing things. Mm. Uh, oh, so when you get that, because I remember the last scene is, you get the text, you go in the bathroom, yes. like look of shock. And yes. what was it that intense? Because that's intense. So I, no, I had to run away because I didn't want Nima to see my reaction again. Oh. And then that whole scenario oh. started. Oh, true. <laughs> because I, I overly, re- I'm very facially expressive, yeah. if you haven't noticed. Okay. I don't say much, but I say much. Animated. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. yes, I'm very animated in the face. I'm like, oh, okay, time to go. Cause you know what happened last time. Right. Okay. That's why I went to the bathroom and read the text. Okay. And so the text was that Nemo has to move out. And yeah, so that surprised me. I didn't know. In. That's why I like I was saying there's a twist within a twist because oh this is one, a twist within a twist yeah man. season one was uh, the second match they go on a date with them and they all live together and then they all live together but season two the original match actually has to move out for a week and the second match which I prefer so much more I think honest. yeah and then the second match fucking rocks up like unannounced unexpected knocks on the door and like yo i'm moving in and then your your initial match has, has to, to just go see up by a week yeah so, but here's here's the thing what scared me the most and i think a lot of the other cast thought as well that our initial match would swap 
with another match and they'd live together. Oh, oh imagine if they did that. I, I mean, really. oh, that'd be too, that'd like, be too much. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. You'll have to watch the next episode to find out. <laughs> fuck, fuck, that's a good hook. Like, I'm hooked. <laughs> what, honestly, though, when I read that part of the script, because I was doing all the script narrating before actually saying anything. So I was trying to, first of all, put faces to names. I didn't know what anybody Yeah, that would have like. been hard. So I'm just reading names. And then when I heard read that they had to move out, all I was just thinking is this is a fucking big challenge, man. Like if you're in this experience and you actually really like who you've been matched with. That's so hard. And then you've got to leave and the other person's got to move in, like sleep in the same house, like hang out, spend time together. You know, I would be oh, – I'd find I'm, that really I'm, hard. I'm putting myself back in the situation that I was with Jack and it's like yeah. a week and then you've got to go another person. Nah, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. Like if you – you know, it would but, test your but jealousy, for a your trust. Yeah. See, for a suitor, yes, that would test you. But for a single – Yes. Yeah. I, it's I, exciting I much and it's fun. It. Mm. Well, it, I feel like if you're in a triangle and you're all living together, you can't really be 100% yourself with the new with the new Correct. suitor because yeah. you've got someone watching yeah. you from the yeah. side. Yeah. So the fact that they've taken away that person and you can sit comfortably with this person, mm. it kind of like allows more you know, opportunity interpretation. opportunity. Yeah. Wow. Opportunity for something to grow. Yeah. Mm. And so Nemo obviously having like what was his real reaction? Was he a bit was he a bit worried? Yeah, I think he, he kind of shut down at that point. He's like, All right, cool. Yeah. All right. It is what it is. I'm out. At the couples party when he made that comment saying you wanna like get back on the feet. what did he say? You wanna get back on with get women. Back. You can't wait to get back with girls. Yeah. With the attitude, right? Yeah, there, there was you a bit of chew. There was a bit of chew in that conversation. But then he kind of let slip a pretty big statement in the yeah. car. Let's get to oh, that. Oh, yeah, fuck. We nearly forgot the car. Yeah. I'm going back <laughs> oh to that God. because I need to discuss that. Yeah. Okay. He, you know, <laughs> let's he, unpack that. He was pretty salty, let's be honest. He was and then salty. he let slip that he loves you. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, I actually, I actually caught on to it. I because we were fighting, and that car scene went for a while. We were just fighting, fighting, wow. fighting. Uh, and then at the end, I'm like, this fighting is just—it's—it's it's all emotion. Yeah. It's because yeah. Of so I just—I let slip that. I'm like, you love me, don't you? He's like, obviously, girl. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look. Sometimes it worries me when when I do watch shows and early on someone is saying. Love. Love. I'm in love with mm. you. Uh, it's like anything, you know, in, in the real world, let's just say, if we were off the show and we'd been dating a guy for a week and he was like, I'm in love with you, like we would mm. think that that might be a bit of a worry. I'd freak out. Did yeah. you freak out? Yeah. No, because you have to understand we're together 24-7. Mm. To 10 to 12 hours a day is filming, yeah. right? And we're together 24-7 and we're put in situations where we have to get to know each other. So things... You know, they, they, they go a lot quicker than in your just, like, normal day-to-day life. Yeah. I mean, I it. it's, so it's, it's the same me. as math. I get yeah. it. It's the same as maths. You, you're fucking attached to the hip yeah. with them. And they're like your person. Like and you, like, do, you yeah. can be in love with the idea of them. I don't think you actually love the person. I think yeah. we, we use love a bit too flippantly mm. these days. You know, yeah. like, fuck, I loved that coffee. Or, you know, fuck, that was... Loved that taxi driver this morning. Yeah. Dropped me right off at the, at the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we use that language yeah, so yeah, flippantly. Yeah. Um, but no, right. I, I think in that situation when Nemo, yeah, he did. He goes, yeah, I, I do. Love I was him. like, wait, what? Because it was so casually said as well. I think it was more. It was quite. Like, he's vibing you. He's really yeah. into you right he cares. now. And yeah. he's sad that he's. 
gonna have to, I guess, share you with someone else. And I get that. Yeah. I would hate. No, I, I would. That. I would hate it. That's I why I could that. not do that show because I no. can't. I no. can't um, share. No, I'm not sharing. I'm like that kid at, pre- at preschool like, bitch, no, I'm not sharing my fucking toy. <laughs> no. I get. I think I just get a bit jealous though. I oh, feel, yeah, I'm yeah, jealous, bitch. I can get a bit of a jealous bitch I'm just too. I'm learning jealous. that. Well, I'm learning my that. idea was that it's not that I loved him any less or mm. liked him any less. It's just that I wanted to give my energy to somebody else as at the same time. It's yeah. not like I was... Pushing, like pushing him under the bus. And so with Sheree and, you know. like coming into the picture now, obviously we can't say too much because that is going to be the next mm. ep. But with Sheree like moving in, you get to spend quality time with her and Nemo is, I guess, just, you know, staying a bit warm over there. Were you mm. more curious, like were you more excited, I guess? Like were you and Nemo in a bad place, a good place? Was it a good time for him to head out mm. and her come in? Nemo and I were in a really good place, uh, and I think we had like you know formed a really strong yeah. connection. By then, you wouldn't, yeah. right? Yeah. However, because I initially chose Cherie and I really wanted to get to know her, and I just felt like it would be our complete different energy that I was kind of craving at the time. Mm. I was excited, but I was also very cautious mm. because you know how Nima was cautious of me because I hadn't dated a man mm. in too long. Yes. I was cautious of Cherie because she hasn't been with a woman. Right. So I was like, wow. so I know how of... it feels right now. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that is interesting. Uh, look, there is so much more I want to go into, but obviously we can't spoil it, so we yeah. have to wait. And I'm not a patient bitch, so this is hard <laughs> for me. But I really want to go back into the, you know, your you being pansexual. And yeah. when was it in your life, like you're 29 now, how old were you when you put that label on yourself or when you realised, okay, this is actually how I'm going to present myself now to potential suitors? Uh, very recently, actually. Uh, and funny enough, a lot of people went, a lot of my friends went through the same kind of awakening where, you know, we were straight, we came out straight yep. and we we're like, oh, you know, um, we might be bi, you know, we like girls and guys. I think we'll call ourselves bi. And then I was like, no, I like, I just like humans. Mm, it's not about okay. the gender. It's just the people. I love everybody. Mm. Like if there's that form of connection. So then I learned about pansexuality within the queer community and it kind of just stuck. Mm. So that's where I am today. And I think I it would have been maybe about two, three years ago mm. that I came out. And I came out publicly as well. So, you know, it was it was through a campaign um, for a modeling job that I had done. Mm. And that that's when I was like, yep, yeah, that's me. That's who I am. Wow. And so did you tell your family, and we didn't actually cover what you'd mentioned in the show because you mm. did, yeah, you did open up about your childhood and that's where I think as the viewers will understand, you know, your journey with identifying yourself and what you identify as. And it was very uh, brave, I yeah. think, to share that whole part of your life because, you know, we go on to these shows and, you know, people create opinions, judgments, whatever, and yeah. a lot of the time people don't share that much that really like like the per- real shit. personal yeah. real life stuff you know what i mean yeah. so there was very yeah. brave of you did that part of your life have any i guess was it something that went into you making the decision that you are pansexual or having that struggle with identifying who you are and where you're from and yeah what, you know yeah, um, I, I'm. I want to say thanks to the producers for actually adding that part in mm. because if without that information, none of it really would have made sense. Yeah. So I'm. I'm really, really thankful and grateful that 
that conversation was put in. Mm. And yes, it, it did take a course uh, purely based on my childhood mm. and everything that had happened to me kind of led me to... You know, when you find a niche, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I don't know what I like. And you're like, oh, let me take up gardening. And then you find a community of gardeners. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is me. I feel accepted. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it works with my sexuality. Like, you know, with all the trauma Mm -hmm. in my childhood and then finding a community that accepted me. Mm -hmm. And it it kind of brought me in with open hands. That's just how it worked, really. And so... Because it was from a very young age, correct me if I'm wrong, that you... Yeah, so whatever whatever information, whatever questions you have, I'm an open book. So if you feel like you want to ask me anything about my childhood, I'm, I'm very open towards that. So basically when I was a baby, I went into the system. Yeah. Because uh, how I said in, in, the, um, in the show yeah. that my mother was a drug addict. That's right. She also did work on the streets, so she definitely couldn't take care of me at that time. So this the system had taken her away from me right. and she just wanted nothing to do with me at that point. And uh, don't know who my father is, but my mother was white and she was married to another white man. Oh. And I'm like, okay, how did I come out like this? Wow. You know. <laughs> so you don't know who your daddy is still to this day? Nah, and I don't know if he knows I even exist. Wow. Funny enough. Wow. Yeah. So then I was in the foster system and then I went through a a few families and then I was fostered by a family who took me in until I was about 17, 18, and then I moved out. Wow. So are you back in touch with your maternal mum now or? Um, So funny enough, I wasn't allowed to look for her until I turned legal age, which was 18 in Australia. Really? And yeah, you're not allowed to. So when I turned 18... It took Whoa. me years and years to find her. So you're not allowed to know who your real parents are until you're 18? What? How? Yeah. The the family that I was staying with have the rights to gather that information. They didn't. They let me do it if I wanted to, but they didn't really do anything. Wow. So wow. I had to find it on my own. But here's the thing. This is where it gets crazy. One day I did a DNA test because I'm like, why do I look the way I look and not know anything about my culture or my heritage? Yeah. So I did a DNA test, found out where I'm from. Turns out I'm Nigerian from my dad's side, so my dad must be Nigerian. Wow. And my mother is Australian but, like, Polish-Jewish background. Wow. Northern, Northern European, I assume, of the Jewish community. Wow. Um, and... Then because you do a DNA test, it connects you to anybody else who's done a DNA test in your blood relatives, even down to your ancestors. And one person came out. Turns out it was my cousin. Got in touch with my cousin. He reached out a week later. He's like, hey, just letting you know, I need you to come to this event, to this event with me. And I was like, what event? Your mom's funeral. (laughs) I was like, okay. Oh, Oh, wow. Coincidentally. So I, I went all the way to the funeral where my mother had passed. Wow. You know, it was obviously. And I was in a room full of strangers that I've never seen in my wow. life. You know, blonde hair, blue eyed people, you know. Wow. Very Caucasian people. They were my family. And they, they, they came to me and they were like, oh, we're so happy to have you a part of our family. We love you. I couldn't help. I started laughing in the wow. middle of my mom's room, like 
it took my mother to pass away mm. in order to be accepted by the family. Jeez. I've been looking for you guys my whole life and now you want me a part of it. Wow. And I started laughing and I just walked away. Wow. And that's that's just been the situation ever since. And so that's <laughs> recent. Yes, that was recent. That was about a year, a year and a half ago. Wow. I do mean, you know if sorry, you have that was any, a long story. Do you know if you have any siblings or anything else? Or Yeah, so I have a half-sister named Amber. She's probably in her late 30s, early 40s. I've been looking for her. I can't find wow. her. I don't think she wants to be found because her father wants nothing to do with my mother. Oh. So, Amber, if you're out there and if you want to get in touch, oh my I'd love to. So was your mum living in Melbourne still or? So she grew up in St Kilda in Melbourne and then she moved to Geelong. So I went to the funeral in Geelong to find her. Geelong's like an hour and a half away from here. Wow. A bit further out. Mm, and did wow. she get her life together or was? No. Nope. Wow. Never did, unfortunately. She's, uh, my, my family who had taken me in said to me that my mother said to them, when she cleans herself up, she'll take me back. But. You know how it can be. Yeah. Unfortunately. Wow. I'm so sorry to hear wow, all of that. That's like, such that's... a like, like really sad story. But I guess for you growing up in the system and not knowing her, it would have been a very different experience mm. going to the funeral of your mother. You are related by blood, mm. but really mm. you don't know this person. So it would have been a very... Mm. Very strange. It's a room full of strangers. Wow. Yeah, it's a room full of strangers. It's like a person that yeah. you don't know. Like you might see similarities maybe physically yeah. or maybe none at all, but yeah, also no, you just don't yeah. know that person. Wow. I asked my family too, like, why didn't anyone want to take me in? Yeah. You know, I had so much family who could have taken me in. They all came up with excuses, so wow. I don't know. Yeah, that's also interesting. Like, oh, you all want me now, but when yeah. the time was really rough and yeah. when a baby um, needed. How old were you as a baby, like when you got separated? Born. Oh. I was, I, 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 yeah, apparently, apparently she'd leave me in the hospital and go off and do what she did. Wow. So she, yeah, she couldn't take care of me. So they, they took me in straight away. Wow. It's crazy. Like, what a crazy story. You know, we, we, we don't really know anyone that's been through something like that. It's almost like what you – well, it is what you see, you know, in the movies. It is something you um, see out of a movie or read in a book. Like, yeah. the, the fact that you found your – you know, these family members mm. and then it w turns out that your mother had passed and mm. you were at the right time to go to her funeral is, like, yeah. wild. So you Such never actually met her at all? So – when I was young, very, very young, I was allowed, like, I was allowed to see her, like, she'd obviously have a social worker come in mm. and I was allowed to have little play dates with her, like, once a week. But unfortunately, she kept breaking him, coming late. She was oh. on drugs. And, like, I would be screaming and I would go, like, holistic because she'd be drooling on me and it was unsafe oh. and uh, unsanitary. And it came to a point where... It affected me so much that I would go completely silent. I didn't talk at all. I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. Wow. And uh, since then, it's it's affected my child. Like my childhood trauma has affected me till this day. I don't know how to cry. I don't know how to be emotional. I don't mm. know how to feel for others purely because of that. Mm. So it's it's yeah, it's been hard. 
And so your childhood and, you know, now sort of understanding your story more and listening to what you've been through and the traumas that we tend to somehow, sometimes they can get blocked out and we can kind of, Mm. you know, wear this armour and this shield and has it all obviously, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not a very obvious question, but has this been a part of the reason for becoming or going toward pansexuality is is do you think the lack of having certain roles in your life have like push like steered you in a way to be so open with anybody like do you know what i mean Maybe. not having I mean, that's Maybe. where my I've mind goes. I've never really thought about it. That's... No, you're right. I, I've never really thought about it. I think it's all the things that I've lacked I'm trying to gain, yeah. possibly. Mm. Like, uh, my sexuality is real. I am attracted to all mm. genders. That that is go, that goes without saying. Yeah. But I think that does come into play. Yeah. And that's something I might have to actually sit down and think about <laughs> after you've said that. <laughs> that's <laughs> Maybe I should go into therapy. <laughs> Sometimes I think, like, very deeply. <laughs> but it just makes me yeah, really, you know, like talking to you today – and, you know, you, you see a person, you see mm. them on a TV show, you know, they, they might be open about certain things, but really mm. everyone has a story and mm. your story is so deep and really so interesting. And I think a lot of people, you know, will also be in your situation because a lot of people have been through the foster system mm. and don't know their, their parents. And mm. I don't want this to like be bad or anything but like I have so much empathy for you because Mm. coming from a family where I have both my parents and I know Ella didn't grow up not having it her dad as well her you know paternal father and I know all the like the memories and all the experiences that I had with my parents yeah it like I don't want it to be like to sound like I've like feel sorry for you or something in a bad way but like not having that and Mm. it's like shit man like so many people yeah. Like, no, wow. I, I see where you're coming from, but to hear it from this perspective, you can't be sad about something you never experienced. Exactly right. That's what Ella said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I was two weeks old when my dad passed away. So I, it, it doesn't make, I've never cried over it. Mm. I don't feel physically any of this connection with him or wow. to him. So, like, I didn't. I never had him in my life. Mm. It's so. it's honestly so fascinating to me and that's why I could like honestly talk about this all day because mm. it really is so interesting because I'm like I'm so empathetic towards mm. you in that situation but I can't mm. re- relate which yeah. make but it's so fascinating. But that's okay. You know? yeah. yeah. That is yeah. exactly. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, you I know, know it's just wow, what a wild crazy like story but it's so fascinating that you found mm. them and and you had that you know connection yeah so I, crazy wow even though it wasn't the perfect ending mm. to a story I, at least i got some sense of understanding at least i got some questions answered that i had been yearning for years it, yeah. is there so. a part of you that wishes and hopes one day that you find your father or are you okay with not knowing are you okay with you're, you're making your own story. You're making your own path now. Well, I am, and I've I've decided that. I, I want to say I am who I am. I've created the, own pers- the, the person I am today mm. and so on and so forth. But I'm always going to have that feeling mm. in the back of my head, like, who is he? Does he even know I exist? Mm. You know, it's always going to be there, yeah. regardless of how much I say, yeah, I'm a strong woman, mm. I've got this, you know. Yeah. I'll always think about it. And, you know, mm. I think as well I – 
thank you for sharing, you yeah, know, that whole part of you. Incredible. Thank you so much. Because, you know, like Dom said, you know, we, we watch these shows and there's always so much more to everyone that goes on these shows and we do all really have a story. And, mm. you know, yours is very uh, unique and it is com- – like there's, there is a lot of uh, people that would listen to this episode – who are probably in the same, you know, shoes as you as well and won't feel as alone. Um, mm. And that's what we really love to use our platform yeah. for is, you know, we Thank share so much. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. You know, no. we, we share so much of our lives yeah. and, you know, you now are on a reality show and will be given a platform in some way or another to share and continue to do what you want with your story. And just showing that, you know, I think we're so – accustomed to seeing perfect fucking cookie cutter bullshit mm. on in you know in social media of everyone's life's perfect and mm. oh my god I come from a family with 2.5 kids and you know la 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 but life is complex and I think the sooner that we normalize the beauty in having mm. a complex upbringing and things not being perfect mm. and allowing people to be comfortable in the fact that you know, we're all a bit fucked up in our own ways mm. and, and that's okay, you know. And so that makes us who we are. Yeah. It makes us unique. Mm. And I think – but you are – that's exactly what you are and I think that's mm. so much beauty in that and mm. sharing your story and showing just how unique and how imperfectly perfect mm. you are because of everything that you've experienced in your life just goes to show to people like that is beauty, that mm. is perfection, mm. you know. Thank you. Yeah, wow. That's That's – it's really, that's really, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head right there. Well, look, we've had a lot of guests on this podcast now and I don't, well, we, we've definitely never had anyone like yourself come on um, and share such a first-timer kind of story. Like yeah. it's a first-timer for us to actually speak to someone who has lived that kind of experience or journey from, you know, a baby. Um, and we talk about a lot of stuff on the podcast. Like we cover a lot but we haven't we haven't covered anything like that before. So yeah, thank you yeah. so much, Jacinta, for being yeah, here you. today and opening up so yeah. just beautifully, and you articulated yourself very well, so perfectly. Yeah. Whether it be talking about love triangle, <laughs> uh, you know, your sexuality, your childhood, yeah. just everything, mm. and really appreciate you being so vulnerable mm. and open, and just mm. and you know the fact that you present yourself as this you know beautiful, confident. Mm. Um, person is just amazing and um i can't wait to watch the rest of the season and i know everyone else will be dying to watch it now because i think it's getting to the real nitty-gritty yeah. part now where we're yeah yeah oh yeah we're halfway sure. it's halfway oh, it will yeah. be halfway i know and at <laughs> yeah. the end of every episode i'm like oh my god now i have to wait another week and i, I hate that i know <laughs> But, yes, Jacinta, thank you so much for coming and sitting with us today. And, look, maybe once the season the season's actually done, we can get you back on and we can get some more gossip. Yeah, I definitely. think we definitely will yeah. need to at the end of this. Yeah. Can, I, can I just say quickly, um, I, I just want to say thank you both for being so open-minded and understanding and, and really – I know it's difficult to navigate through questions and trying to figure out what questions are, are the right questions mm. to ask, you know, and I, I just want to say thank you. You guys have done such a great job and oh. I, I hope oh. to continue this in the future. Thank, thank you. you so much. I, 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 it's a really lovely compliment too because I think doing this kind of thing <laughs> and being and having to interview 
you know, you as a person who is so beautifully complex, mm. there is never going to be the right questions to mm. ask. And I think it's just in the way that we present it to you with empathy and love and having it open-ended questions because that's what we're here to do is just to have a conversation and have you to speak, you know, your own journey and your story. So, yeah, yeah we're just so grateful that you... Um, came on the platform and yeah, yeah so excited to see <laughs> thank you. what you do in the future and yeah thank you so much thank you guys